It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Bears have officially been eliminated from the playoffs, so we're going to examine how we got here, what big decisions are coming, and why Bears fans should have hope for the future today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day and a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are, those of you who never miss a single episode. We appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Joe, happy Thursday. Uh, we do need to pour one out, though. No Thursday night football tonight. Yeah. Hate it. Uh, we are going to have to get our fill elsewhere for football, but we do get Saturday football. So I guess that's a plus, but no Monday night football either. So our palate is pretty lean. We're going to get our fill to start by talking about the Chicago Bears here today, though. Yes, it's their turn for the stuff that we do here. If you don't make the playoffs, we give you an entire episode. We talk about what went wrong, what big decisions are coming, and then the Levy Grail, why you should be hopeful for the future. And so we'll start this conversation with the Chicago Bears and talk about how we got here. And Kyle Krabs, I would say they started slow. They started slow, 0-4, oh, into 2-7, and, and seven, into 3-8. and eight. And that's a tough hole to climb out of, right? That's That's a difficult situation, especially when through that you had your starting quarterback get injured. You want to be a run-heavy team, and your backs, Herbert, Foreman, Johnson, all missed time within there. And I think this was a, a team that lived and died with turnovers. We talked about this with the Broncos. It's the same deal with the Chicago Bears. When they had one or fewer turnovers, they're 6-1. and one. When they had two or more turnovers, they're 1-8. and eight. In the one game that they won with two turnovers, the Vikings doubled them up and had four turnovers, right? So... This is a team that games had to kind of go a certain way uh, for them to be able to have the success that they wanted to. And I think the early hole, the backfield injuries on offense certainly were some of the leading factors in my mind as to the Bears not reaching the postseason this year. Well, and just on that turnover point, the, the team had 18 turnovers in the first nine weeks of the season. It's tough. Offensively. Yeah. Uh, and defensively in that same stretch, they had five, eight, nine. So I'm not a math guy, but that's that's pretty stark. And then this this turnaround starts, and the defense has four turnovers, four turnovers, three turnovers, three turnovers, no turnovers, but still beats the Cardinals, and then four turnovers against the Falcons. Yeah. So 
that'll happen. And I think you look at the Bears offseason this offseason with the big-time investments that were made in Tremaine Emmons and TJ Edwards at linebacker, the interior defensive lineman that they drafted, uh, the, the trade deadline acquisition of Montez Sweat, and you can kind of see why this thing has gelled as this season has gone along. And you certainly feel optimistic about what the continued um, path for this group would look like if they're given the opportunity to do so. And in Chicago now climbing up to, to seven and nine with a chance to win an eighth game They're as you said, four and one in their last five games, it's a strong finish. And, and they really needed this to kind of, I think, set the, the path towards a third year for this regime without mm-hmm. interruptions uh, with Matt Eberflus and, and Ryan Poles and whether Luke Etsy is a part of that or not, I think is probably the biggest coaching staff decision we'll talk about for them as far as key decisions moving forward. But uh, you just knew that many new pieces with a team that was coming off of a foundational year, there was going to be continued growing pains as a result of that. I, I think the first half of the season really manifested that for Chicago, unfortunately, because there's look, there's games in here that you certainly wish you had back the Broncos game. You don't think you, you regret outgaining the Broncos by more than a hundred yards of offense uh, and still 160 yards of offense, excuse me, but still losing the game by three points with how that Broncos team was playing mm-hmm. uh, that Minnesota game that you lost by six points where you held them to 220 yards offense, but still lost. Uh, These are early game losses that they took that you look at it. Now they might be the difference in you making the playoffs or not the collapse against Detroit. The first time you played them. Yeah. You had them against the ropes and you, Denny greened them. You let them off the hook. (laughs) Right. So uh, some narrow misses for Chicago this year, uh, early season struggles and then that loss to Detroit. And they, they obviously got revenge when they came out of the bye and beat them by two touchdowns. But uh, I think this is a tale of two halves of this season. And as you said, they just dug the hole too big uh, to make the end of this season count with how strong they've been playing lately. And I think offensive offensively, this is still a team that is coming together. I know that fields has kind of turned it on and, and DJ Moore was unbelievable. 1300 yards already this season, but I, I still look at this offense and I feel like we need more playmakers in the passing game. Uh, like we mentioned, yeah. T.J. Moore, 1,300 yards. Cole Komet with a strong season over 600, but then that's it. Like Darnell Mooney, 414 yards. Like You you need you kind of need more in terms of these offensive playmakers, and I think simultaneously you're still – your offensive line is still coming together. And you had some injuries um, at left tackle, right? Larry Borum had to play 40% of the snaps this year. That's a downgrade from Braxton Jones. I think Nate Davis uh, – Clearly, still finding his way uh, after being a fairly fairly big free agent acquisition. Yeah, yeah Jatir Carter winds up playing a ton at both guard spots, whether whether it was Cody Whitehair or Tevin Jenkins or Nate Davis. Well, you know, kind of missing some time. And then at right tackle, I think Darnell Wright was a bright spot, but he's still a rookie that gave up fifty pressures, which the next highest on your team was twenty eight. Right, so that that's still a work in progress there. So this offensive line is still a work in progress while you still kind of need more in terms of your weaponry to really be an explosive offense. Well, and then you also have the element of, of Justin Fields and how he's played as well. And he's one of these quarterbacks in, in the light of, uh, and I'll give a, a kind of a lexicon of, of different quarterbacks here. Russell Wilson's like this. 
Deshaun Watson's like Deshaun Watson when he was arguably the best quarterback in football was like this. Mm-hmm. There's quarterbacks that Kyler invite Marie. pressure at times. They like to hold the ball. They want to make big plays happen. They're not necessarily the most consistent anticipatory throwers. And, you know, that was an adjustment for Justin Fields, which you kind of had a sense was coming because of how the Ohio State offense was run, where that offense has a lot of option routes on longer developing routes down the field. So you have to let the play develop before you cut the ball loose. Um, so Justin himself obviously likes to hold the ball and let things happen. And there's times where there's inconsistencies in how he sees the field and then gets off his spot. I think he's, he's played probably the best month of football for his career. Would that be fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. The past month. Yeah. So you, you like that. Um, but I think that element with a maturing offensive line, that's getting a feel for where is his drop landmark? How wide can I set the pocket? Where is he behind me? Is the ball out yet? I don't know. <laughs> it it yeah. just it compounds the protection element. And Justin, of course, is physically gifted enough to make a lot happen outside of that. But that doesn't make life easier for your offensive lineman either. And that's right. the element of sacks and pressure being a quarterback stat often as much as it is an offensive line stat. Yeah, I think that's spot on. And, and the last thing I'd say here in, in this opening conversation and how we got here was – you just had so much youth and new on the defensive side of the football. Um, if they're veterans, they're new veterans, right? Edwards, uh, Edmonds, Ngakwe, Demarcus Walker. Um, and then you you kind of sprinkle that in with a bunch of young players in the, in the back seven, right? I mean, you're Gordon and Brisker and uh, Tyreek Stevenson and Johnson. Those are young players. Your, a lot of your key players up front on the D-line are, are rookies and, and young players. And I think the numbers that really speak to me that – show the youth is the situational numbers 29th in third down third down defense 32nd in red zone defense right and I think that's kind of where some of that youth pops up and I think it's great that they got all these reps this year they're going to be so much better for it but how we got here this year was leaning on so many young players on defense that situationally you weren't very secure I think that's a good uh debrief on how Chicago ends up eliminated week 17 uh seven and nine chance to play spoiler with a divisional rival next week against or this weekend against green Bay. So that's a fun opportunity. Obviously the uh, rivalry there is well documented mm-hmm. and I'm sure Chicago would love nothing more, but you have that opportunity, but unfortunately it would not result in you climbing in the division standings high enough uh, to make the postseason yourselves. All right, we're going to talk about the big decisions for the bears here in just a moment, including at the quarterback position. So mm. be sure mm. stick with us. But this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Around New Year, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. It's helpful for learning new positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the very best version of yourself. It's just not for people who have experienced major trauma. So if you've been thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire. That'll get you matched with a licensed therapist. And if you need to switch therapists at any time, you can do so for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason – 
Look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Joe, I have a content idea. And I don't know that it's going to be applicable to Chicago. But if it were applicable to Chicago, I would have so much fun with this. All right. Uh, the content idea is teams that need a new head coach, and I don't think Chicago is going to go down that path. But if they were, us to put together like our deck or pitch to, for the head coaching vacancy for that team. Okay. I like it. And if you were to do it with Chicago, how much fun would you have with the levers that can be pulled, the yeah. cap space this team already has? the expiring contracts, and this is not to to get into the Levy Grail stuff now, but just this team already has a significant amount of salary cap space, Joe. Yeah, resources have been abounding in Chicago the last couple of years. Uh, Like you mentioned, cap space, $62 million entering the offseason. That's seventh most, and plenty, plenty of levers that we can pull. We can be well over $100 million in cap space. If we I got, I, I got him there with five moves, with four moves. I got him there with four moves. Restructure Sweat and Edmonds, and then yeah. cut Eddie Jackson and Cody Whitehair. So I also restructured DJ Moore. There you go. So DJ Moore, Tremaine Edmonds, Montez Sweat restructured, Eddie Jackson cut. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Do whatever you want. You got all the money you need to do That's it. $108 million in cap space. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Go sign all the players that you so want to let, sign. Let's talk about expiring contracts that they have. Uh, the big one's Jalen Johnson. Yeah. Right? That, that's one that they held him at the deadline. I think they'll be glad that they did that uh, based on how the last month or so has unfolded for the team. Uh, that is an outstanding young corner, 25 years old this upcoming season. Uh, young center piece of a secondary is what he's capable of being. Mm-hmm. Uh, other notables that they have, uh, Yannick Ngakwe signed a one-year deal to be their primary pass rusher. That has not worked out. I would not re-sign him. Right. This is me. Uh, you have Darnell Mooney, wide receiver, fourth-year veteran. Joe, you just outlined the lack of impact that he's had. I think if you can get him for a right dollar amount, would yeah. like to have him back. 400 yards, I mean. Right, is you're not going to lose sleep if he walks. Right, right. Do I think he? Do I think he's a better player than that? Yeah, I do. Of course, yeah. But uh, a couple defensive linemen, uh, Justin Jones, Rasheem Green, significant players for them. Uh, Robert Tunyon at tight end, Lucas Patrick, utility offensive lineman, capable of playing a couple different spots. Dante Foreman at running back. These are the ones that stand out to me. You could. Take literally your pick of who you want back and bring them back. There's yeah. nothing restricting of any of these guys. Jalen Johnson's probably going to be as much as any of the other three guys combined yeah. from a, a commitment perspective from financials. You've had a, you've had time with these players at least one season. Bring back who you want to bring back. Guys who can be part of your solution, be you know 
can be those centerpieces of your of your team, right? That you're willing to pay. And I think Jalen Johnson certainly fits that criteria. But I think the rest are pretty nothing to sweat about. Bring them back if you want to. Don't if you don't want to. They have plenty of plenty of um opportunity to replenish and restock if they want to in certain spots. Right. Right. So um we mentioned Luke Getze. You have any firm thoughts there? Yeah, so it's probably this this is the big decision, right? We kind of got through the easy part of this. The big decision is what to do with your offense and that's both from the Luke Getze piece of it and the Justin Fields piece of it where you got to make a decision on that fifth year option for Justin Fields. If you do pick that up, you're locked in for right at $22 million in 2025. Um, and Luke Getze, I mean, the I feel like the, one of the biggest talking points to start the season was Luke Getze and this offense and a lot of frustrations and then seemed to stabilize a bit. But do you have convictions about him being the right offensive coordinator to move your operation forward? And I think a lot of that stems from whether or not you believe Justin Fields should continue as your quarterback or if you should use the number one overall pick on your choice of quarterbacks that you've clinched, you have it. You want to know what my favorite trivia fact about Luke Getzey is? And this is relevant to nobody other than me. Okay. Uh, He, uh, my college experience, I went to Penn State with the exception of one semester. I went to Indiana University, Pennsylvania, fall semester of 2011, aging myself here. You know who the offensive coordinator was at Indiana University? What, was it Luke Getze? It was Luke Getze. Oh, wow. Okay. Narrow oh, miss no. there. Yeah. With Luke Getze. Yeah. Glad we know um, that. <laughs> he made the jump to the NFL as a quality control coach with the Packers in 2014. I was uh, first offensive coordinator uh, with Mississippi State for one season in 2018, then back with the Packers quarterbacks coach. Quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator 2020-2021, and then the offensive coordinator in Chicago 2022 and 2023. So he he was uh, the QB coach for Aaron Rodgers MVP years, and so mm-hmm. that's how you get that's how you get an OC you, job, right? Like it's all it takes, man. Look, I watched Joe Philbin get a head coaching job out of being uh, Aaron Rodgers's assistant, uh, de facto offensive coordinator, but not a play caller. I mean, we've seen this, the Adam Gases, the Josh McDaniels, like it just, it's part of the deal about hiring people, the Charlie Weiss's, (laughs) you know what I mean? So so can we have the Getsy conversation without having the fields conversation at the same time? Or do we have to have the conversations in tandem? I think you probably do, right? I think you got to have an identity for what you want your offense to be. Mm -hmm. And you have such a unique chance here to pick and stick with Justin Fields to pick Caleb Williams at number one to pick Drake May at number one, who are opposite players. Like, what do you, what do you want to be on offense? That's what you have to ask yourself, right? I think there also has been some growing pains in each of the first two seasons with Chicago and their identity that they've had with Getzey. Where remember when Getzey first came in in twenty twenty two, and it took him forever to kind of figure out, hey, we got a quarterback that can run the ball. Let's run quarterback run game. Mm-hmm. and make that be the really profound part of our offense last year. Then they spend the offense, and they bring in DJ Moore, and they kind of revamp the offensive line, and they completely undid all of that to try to make it a drop-back passing game again, and it didn't work again. 
So I think that's the thing for me when I reflect on Luke Getze and the offense in Chicago the last two years, that's the hardest thing for me is you didn't use the offseason this year to build upon what you found last year. You tried to totally undo it and be something different. And with a developing quarterback, it didn't work. So I think whether you continue with Justin Fields or if you make a different decision at quarterback, I feel like the answer is the same either way for me personally. And it's, you went from year one to year two and you didn't sustain where your growth was offensively. So if you have the same quarterback who's still a developing player, do I want you working with him? Maybe not. If you'd make a different decision, I definitely don't want you starting back from square one all over again because it takes you a while to feel out how, how to call your offense for the players that you have in season. So it sounds like you've seen enough of Luke Getzey through two seasons that I, you're like, I want a new direction for my offense because you don't believe in him. Totally, totally reasonable position to take. Which then gets us to the quarterback decision that they have to make. It's great that they have this leverage, and that'll be part of the Levy Grail, but you got to decide. Because if you draft the quarterback number one overall, you're saying that Justin Fields is not part of the deal here. Right. Oh, by the way, you have number 10 as well, currently. And I think that that's not a small deal for the decision for Chicago. Because if the decision is, well, you're going to draft the quarterback, what is the opportunity cost? Well, the opportunity cost, I think, is reduced because of the assets that you would get for Justin Fields. And then in addition, you still have the 10th overall pick, which is organically your own pick right now. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're you're missing out completely on an opportunity to invest into your roster. They have options, and that is part of what makes it exciting for the Chicago Bears, and we're going to talk about all of that here in just a moment. You'll be sure to stick with us. But, folks, when you're hiring for your small business, you want to be certain that you have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats right now and might not have the time or resources to hire. Well, thankfully with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy And they even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Floor is yours. Fight on, my men. I am hurt, but I am not slain. I'll lay me down and bleed a while, and then I'll rise and fight again. Kyle, very fitting, the Levy Grail. Marv Levy makes his home in Chicago, Illinois. 
Wow. Yeah. That's an even better nugget than the Getsy nugget. There you go. So, um, I don't, I, I don't know how much the Chicago land people revere Marv Levy or not. I have no idea, but that's where he lives. Um, and what, so of course, who's, who's like the, cause you're Charlotte, but you're also Western New York native. Yeah. Who's like the Western New York, like alumni, <laughs> not, not like he played um, football there, but he's from there. Uh, we've got, um, man, peop, uh, Wolf Blitzer. Wolf Blitzer's a good one. Okay. Uh, Summer Sanders, the swimmer, football people, football people. Um, man, I'm sure every people are yelling at me right now. (laughs) Um, Daquan Jones is from Western New York. There it is. Daquan Jones. I'm sure there's more, man. They're, they're escaping me right now. It's just like, you think about the hotbeds of like, High school and prep football, you think yeah. about California. It's not Western New York. Right. It's a it's little little bit more off the beaten path. Yeah. We got Brian Dayball. He's a native. Uh and he Tom is. Telesco. Yeah, those are natives. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, you've got you've got names that are are household. Uh Nick Sirianni. Let's go. Rob Gronkowski. There they're coming to me now, Gronk? Kyle Krabs. Gronk? Gronk's a Buffalo. Yeah, man. It really is. Yeah, he grew up a Bills fan. Yeah. And then he Went to the Patriots and decided to drop the elbow, elbow drop Trey White. And you know what I mean? We we weren't cool anymore. <laughs> Amherst, New York. That's right. That's right, brother. And you've been to Amherst. The, the hotel we stayed at in Buffalo was in Amherst. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. He was he was actually born uh, almost one month to the day after me. Wow. You're uh, we're we're in that point of our lives where we're older than all the players. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. Not many, the- man. Not many out there that I'm older that I'm not older than. So that's what that's what was fun about Tom, right? Is like you grew up watching Tom, and Tom <laughs> you know, kept playing. You're like, I don't really use. I'm not old yet. He's still he's still going. He's still ticking. I don't use words like fun and Tom in the same sentence. So that, oh you, come on, you, 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 the distance makes the heart grow fun. It doesn't. You, it doesn't. Love Tom, hasn't. So. Nope. I didn't. I didn't enjoy him in Tampa Bay. <laughs> you didn't enjoy him tarnishing Belichick's legacy. No man. All right. Bears his fans, cat, his cats on Instagram annoy me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Bears, I got problems. Bears fans have had enough. They said, yeah. hey, "You're here to talk about Chicago." So well, maybe they can about- relish in knowing that their hate for Aaron Rodgers, you know, it's it's the same as your right. hate for Tom Brady, right? But like, but don't try me. Mine's worse than yours. All right, like, right, yeah. The Bears, as we said at the top of segment two, have all of the assets. So, if you want to know a reason to be, if you were. Let me put it this way. If the Bears were a vacancy, how mm-hmm. high up the list of attractive vacancies would it be for Oh, you? man, I'd want it. Are you kidding me? It would be yeah. the job I would want. Yeah, not only are you getting two top ten picks, all the cap space, a decent nucleus of young talent, but you are in a great division. You know, I like... A lot of transition in that. Yeah, period. yeah. I respect the heck out of what's going on with the Detroit Lions. Like, don't get me wrong, yep. but like, is that is that Mount Everest to top them? You know what I mean? With well, and, they, and they have a long term quarterback discussion with Jared yeah. Goff that you know they lose Ben Johnson. Right. Their defense isn't that good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Chicago. I mean, Chicago is an awesome opportunity. Now they don't have a second round pick for courtesy of the Montez sweat, but they do have Montez sweat. They would remind but they do you have Montez sweat, Pro Bowler Montez sweat. 
first overall pick, 10th overall pick, third or third round pick at 76, their own fourth at 111. They also have the Eagles fourth and their own fifth. So they don't have a six or a seven, but like poo-poo on you, I don't care. Like you have two top 10 picks. You have another three that are fringe top 125 selections. You still have meaningful draft capital. And whether you choose to use the first overall pick on a quarterback, you would then trade Justin Fields and you're probably getting at worst a second round pick and change, I guess. Oh, yeah, I would think so. Or conversely, if you keep Fields and you trade out of one. Yeah, you're getting a lot. You're getting probably three first round picks again. Mm -hmm. So. Stick and pick Harrison Jr. Roll with Fields. Yeah, Yeah. the world is your oyster. You can do yeah. anything. Yeah. Like, how creative can you get? Because I think the, the limits of what Chicago can do with this offseason are really only limited by how creative they can think and how galaxy brain they can approach the offseason. Yeah, I mean, a late-season surge into all the draft capital. I mean, I know, again, volume of picks not there, but they can do what they want here. And volume of cap space with, with a fair amount of talent already secured, right, with – DJ Moore, what Cole Komet gave you. You do have offensive line talent that's locked up mm-hmm. in Wright, Jones, and Jenkins. Montez Sweat, you're, I, they're surely going to bring back Jalen Johnson. Tyreek Stevenson had a great rookie year. Kyler Gordon in the slot. Quan Brisker. You got those linebackers that you paid. Like, you got stuff here. You're not like, uh, you're not like a nothing team. So the other, thing, the other thing they have is time. And maybe not like Ryan Poles. Matt Eberflus time, but you you're on the clock with the first overall pick. You can in tandem conduct your own quarterback evaluations versus your own quarterback mm-hmm. while simultaneously making the pick available and not have to make a decision until the end of April. Like you have a very long amount of time and no pressure to make that decision before you're ready. Yeah, you're scouting these quarterbacks, whatever ones you think should be in that conversation, Kale Williams, Drake May, uh, Daniels, and you're ranking them against Justin Fields. And you got a really good look at Justin Fields over the last couple of years to kind of know exactly what he is. Mm-hmm. And that's part of your process. And that's a good place to be. And I feel like the momentum is with Fields, right? You Didn't DJ Moore come out and call him him and all that? And it feels like the fans are behind him. So they have options. So, and I've been in these shoes as a fan of a team that picked a quarterback high and the early returns weren't there. And I've lived in those shoes where you've had to have conversations about trading and acquiring a veteran quarterback or drafting another quarterback all over again. And do you pull the plug or do you take what you know about the player and take what your vision was for the player and really lean into it. It it can work either way. Yeah. And, you know, I know the the adage that was given us by Jordan Palmer was teams fail quarterbacks more than quarterbacks fail teams. And there's growth for Justin Fields that can happen. But I certainly think you can reflect on the environment that he's been in and say that he hasn't been given the best opportunity to be successful. So make your decision. That's yeah. fine. Either way. Like, I, I know what I would personally do. Um, but it's, you can, you have the opportunity, no matter what decision you make to make that decision right by how you approach it. 
So I hear Sean McVay, Sean McVay talk a lot about being committed to a vision. Figure out what that vision is and commit to it. That's what it comes down to. And if Justin Fields is that part of that, figure out the best way to make Justin Fields successful. If you pick a Caleb Williams or whatever you're going to do, have a vision to make that guy as successful as possible and stick with it. Yep. So Chicago, y'all have all the reason. This was the easiest Levy Grail we've done aside of probably Cincinnati. Right. <laughs> you right. have so much at your disposal to build upon this year. The challenge is build upon it because that, that's not what happened this, from last year into this year, right? Totally sideways, too, yeah. too many new pieces on defense, yeah. so we had to go back to square one in that regard. And the offense, we acquired DJ Moore, but we kind of shunned a lot of what we did at the end of the year last year. So we kind of had to start back from square one all over again again this year. And it, it cost you the playoffs, for being honest. So build upon this year, use it as a foundational year. And you have the opportunity from there uh, to, to really make something great and fun happen. That is going to do it for us here on this episode of Locked on NFL Scouting. I'm Kyle Krabs. He is Joe Marino. Appreciate you guys for checking out the show. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make it a great rest of your day. We are out of here. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.